For today's aspiring physicians, dentists, nurses, physician assistants, pharmacists, and social workers, the world of healthcare they're preparing for may look quite different than the one their instructors and mentors entered when they finished their training. Today on The Pulse, we hear from some students about the approach they're taking to get there. This is the Yukon Health Pulse, a podcast to help you get to know Yukon Health and its people a little better, and hopefully leave you with some health information you'll find useful. I'm Chris Francisco. Now, the next generation of healthcare providers are going through their training with a focus on, among other things, interprofessional collaboration, social determinants of health, and serving the underserved, the kinds of things that impact access to basic healthcare. Today, we welcome three people who are involved in the Connecticut AHEC, Area Health Education Center, which is based at UConn Health. We have Nisi Brooks, a UConn nursing student. We have Basant Salam, a UConn dental student. And we have Michal Klaus-Stevens, a graduate of UConn's public health and social work graduate programs. All three are involved in AHEC's urban service track, which we'll learn a little bit more about in a second. Welcome to the three of you. Thank you for your time today. Thanks for having us. Now, let's talk a little bit about what Connecticut AHEC and uh, Urban Service Track are. All right. I could start with that. Um, hi, everyone. This is Basant. Um, thank you for having us. Um, and I wanted to start with talking about Urban Service Track. It's basically a program that is sponsored by Connecticut Area Health Education Center. And what it does is basically work to improve the access um, to underserved community and bring about the education to future healthcare graduates or individuals within the healthcare industry. And what it does, it links local community groups with the resources within Yukon Health and other health profession training programs. Um, so as you said, it includes the six professions um, within two schools. And what I like about this uh, concept, which I hope you'll tell us a little more about, is the idea that on the one hand, you're preparing tomorrow's healthcare providers, and on the other hand, you're serving the community. So there's a need that's being met in addition to training along the way. It's a very hands-on program, urban service track. Uh, this is Mahal speaking. Um, it's a public service program, essentially, where we're learning by doing and going out into the community and serving the community in different ways. And while we're doing that, we're also learning about working with other health professions and working together. We do a lot of case studies and leadership training. So there's just it's a very meaty learning opportunity that puts you out into the community. Yeah, it does really give us opportunities to um, cultivate uh, these bonds and these connections with both other health scholars as well as the community because we're going out into the community and oftentimes there are um, opportunities for us to work one-on-one -on -one with community members. Um, for instance, we had this home and community care project where interdisciplinary teams went into patients' houses and we asked them about their needs and we found resources for them. So even as students, we're getting a lot of clinical experience that we wouldn't get in our you know, customary pro uh, programs. Now, whether it's nursing, medical, dental, physician assistant, social work, pharmacy, um, 
you mentioned interdisciplinary, right? So there may not have historically been an interprofessional approach to patient care, but I believe my understanding from my work with Petra over the years about Connecticut AHAC was uh, we're kind of changing that trajectory a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely something that I would say is different than what my, so my parents are pharmacists, so it's different than the education they got. And I'm very grateful to be like part of USD because it really gives me that interprofessional experience. It allows me to learn how to reach out to different professions and learn from them, as well as like share that experience and share that knowledge to have the end goal of better serving our community and better serving our patients. So it's really different than what it was years ago, and I think it's evolving. So we're, we're constantly learning to get better at it. I'm a nursing major, so when I go back and I have my clinical rotations with primarily nursing majors, I can bring a new perspective to that because I'm so comfortable and so used to working in these interdisciplinary teams within UST and AHEC. And CTA HEC, in starting the Urban Service Track program, was really ahead of its time. We're coming into accepting our 15th cohort now, and um, just in the past couple of years, it's become a real priority for healthcare educational programs to work with uh, interdisciplinary teams. And so we were really ahead of the time. That's Michal Klaus-Stevens you just heard from. Now, Michal, you're a graduate of UConn's public health and social work graduate programs, and you're mm -hmm. also a graduate from the Urban Service Track, correct? Yes. So you're, you're a little further along in your career than the rest of us here, so tell us how that experience has shaped you. It's been amazing. I found that Urban Service Track is the best resume item <laughs> on my resume, uh, just because working in the healthcare field, it's something that's really sought after now. And to be able to say that I had a two-year training program specifically in interdisciplinary uh, teamwork, uh, it's, a, it's something new and it's something special. Now, Basant Salam, you're a dental student. Yep. And Nisi Brooks, you're a nursing student. Mm -hmm. I'd like to hear how you ended up in urban service track. I, I saw the opportunity for USD um, just as I joined um, dental school when I received my acceptance. And to be honest, when I read more about it at first, um, I, I didn't really fully grasp the amount of richness of the program that it would provide me. Um, so I went in, into it with the idea of that, se that seems cool. Like I, I, I want to be involved in that. I want to learn how to interact with different professions and learn more about them because frankly, I didn't know enough about all the different schools. And then when I joined it, I really appreciated that opportunity and appreciated it being part of it because I'm like, this, this was a great choice. <laughs> All right, now, Nisi, you're a little bit earlier in the process, right? Yeah, so while well, I'm what a rising senior in the School of Nursing, but um, I stumbled on it because I was looking through, like, the standard School of Nursing curriculum, and I really was, like, drawn in by it because the only real interaction that we have talking about underserved populations and social determinants of health is, like, a singular public health course. And I kind of wanted to focus more time on that because working in underserved and urban areas is something that I've always had a passion for and that's always how I've seen myself as a nurse. 
but because a lot of our rotations are taking place in a hospital, that's not really something that we get. So it's really nice to get that supplemental program. A lot of the training part that we get from USD is not something that we get from the traditional didactic portion of our education. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why I think it's like enriching to learn more and I think it would make us better healthcare providers. We're on a podcast now, but you have your own podcast. So tell us a little bit about why you have a podcast and what are you hoping to accomplish with that and who, whom are you looking to reach? Um, so we do have our podcast that started this year um, in light of COVID. Um, and I guess like that was the silver lining that brought about this project. And it's a leadership opportunity that kind of like strengthens our skills and allowed, allows us to be involved in these opportunities. And as Michal said, um, a lot of the projects that we have at UST is student, student run, student led, and they're um, trying to strengthen our leadership roles in that way. So it was a leadership opportunity as well as like educating um, the healthcare community and kind of like bringing about the USD values that we have here to the rest of the community. So we're USD values, USD experiences, all these things when they're shared within the community helps strengthen our ability to provide better care. I also think that because we have such a diverse range of topics for our podcast, we get to show how there's that common thread, or there's a few common threads, like that need for interdisciplinary care, the need to acknowledge the social determinants of health, and the need to emphasize care in underserved populations. Um, so on our podcast, we get to invite you know students and professionals um, who are working and doing that like hard community work and looking into some issues that um, should be addressed in that interdisciplinary way. And I feel like it just kind of underscores how important it is to get the perspectives from different health professions, people who have been trained um, differently. Great. And, and who are we looking to reach? Well, we're looking to reach anybody who's interested in healthcare and healthcare education and, you know, out in the community anywhere in the world. Actually, we've talked yeah. about the yeah. potential for international. Uh, interest in it because it's such an in, UST is such an innovative program and talking about interprofessional teams and how they work um, it's really leading the way in that trend so how do we access this podcast how do we find it and um, how often does it come out and, and what else should we know about it so this podcast you, um, anyone can access it on um, wherever they can access their podcast our first season dropped on June 1st. We're is it going to be monthly or every couple weeks, or do you ha kind of have a schedule worked out yet? Well, because um, this is primarily student-run, student-led, we tend to work in the semesters. I, Nisi, and another one of the um, participants on the podcast committee, Tyler, are going to take this over into the summer. We're going to be working a little bit more behind the scenes. And then when 
next cohort comes in and joins, we're going to kind of get them acclimated before we make any final decisions about posting again. It'll be an ongoing program of urban service track, mm -hmm. and I think it speaks to the uniqueness and creativity of the urban service track program in CTAHEC that a lot of the educational goals are being incorporated into this program. So it's leadership, it's working in the interprofessional teams, it's skill building, it's dealing with the healthcare education by interviewing different healthcare providers. So even in this time of COVID, it's been this amazing pivot that moves forward those same goals in a really creative way. So we'll be able to find it wherever you get your podcasts. And I would imagine somewhere on the Connecticut AHEC page and the urban service track maybe page as well or somewhere in that somewhere in that domain yes. and we'll put all those links in the show that's notes correct. so people can find it but yep. no, no nobody told me what the name of the podcast is so that's right <laughs> the name <laughs> of the podcast is urban service talks urban service talks okay um before we say goodbye um just an opportunity for any or all of you to briefly explain how the podcast fits into the broader mission of what you're looking to do uh, through the urban service track? Well, again, it just um, provides more leadership opportunities. We are able to you know, set up the interviews with um, these healthcare professionals. Then we're able to also just kind of work together interprofessionally, think about the kind of things that we might want to do once we leave and the projects that we want to put out or that we can get involved in even now. So it's just nice to have that kind of content to show other USTers, whether they're just coming in or they've been in the program for a couple years, but it's just nice to have that to put back out into our community as well as other communities. And also the experiences that you get from working in a team, working in a professionally, um, working on very important topics like serving the underserved, social determinants of health, like big topics that we always make sure to include in every episode. For me, coming back to mentor these students is that's how I'm putting my UST uh, skills to use, um, helping to train new professionals and help them to reach their potential, you know, show them that there are so many different skills that they can bring to the table that all matter. So that's, I'm living my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Real quick before we say goodbye. Do you envision then that like Nisi or Basant, you two especially, a cohort four or five years from now will be doing this podcast and one of you will be back on the show as a guest to share your experience with that group of people? Absolutely. Yeah, that's the exciting part of it that I do see a lot of framework being put down. We kind of like made the scaffold of it and I see it going further. And I, I would be so excited to come back and it's, it's like our little baby <laughs> that grew. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel as though UST has so many community partners and they stay in contact so well with their alum, as you can see, like Mahal's back here. Right. So it's just, I can definitely see myself doing something and then coming back and wanting to share that with the you know, future podcast committees. Well, that's terrific. I wish you the best of luck with this. I'd love to see you thrive, and um, I'm glad that uh, you were able to take a few moments to come on our show to talk about it, and hopefully we can drive some of our audience over to you and introduce them to what you're up to as well. 
That is the time we have for today. So for Nisi Brooks, Michal Klaus-Stevens, and Basan Salam, I'm Christy Francesco. Thank you for listening to the Yukon Health Pulse. Now be sure to subscribe so you can catch us next time, and please share with a friend. 